1: Hello and welcome to the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. I am Lauren Sweeney and I'm your host and the vice president here at Rise Up For You. Thank you for joining us today, for tuning in, for deciding. I need a few minutes of personal and professional development. Well, our guest, Michael Suera, is incredible. We are excited to hear from him today. He comes to us all the way from London, England, and we're excited to talk with him about his no-nonsense approach to making things happen. He's the author of From Good to Amazing. That sounds very cool. He's been featured in Forbes. GQ, The Times, The Observer, The Telegraph on BBC and Sky News. He is thinking about making a difference today in your life. The three most common traits that he has seen in all high achievers that he's coached, he's going to share with us today. He's going to actually tell us what he has noticed with high achievers how they think, which is really the key. I once heard this great thing from a mentor and they said, don't ask a high functioning executive or entrepreneurs what they do. Ask them how they think. He's going to talk with us today about how high achievers ensure they stay at the top of their industry once they get there. Michael, we're excited to have you on with us today. Welcome to the show.
0: Lauren, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you guys today.
1: Absolutely. Welcome. Well, we definitely have an audience full of entrepreneurs, full of high achievers, people who want to get things done or people who want to be around people who like to get things done. Talk with me about few things that you've noticed working with high functioning, high achievers Mm -hmm. and how to really cut through. You know, here we are, we're in 2022 and uh, we're ready to make things happen this year.
0: Sure. So first of all, in order to be able to achieve a lot of anything at any given field, we first have to choose the field, right? We have to not just pick something, but if we really want to excel at it, we need to be really passionate about it. And I and I often say that being passionate is probably not enough. If you wanna really get to the top, you want to be obsessed with that thing that you do. It doesn't matter what it is, but you got to be obsessed if you want to really get to the top and what i find to be one of the most common characteristics of the super high achievers is that they don't just like what they do they just not they're just not passionate about what they do they're obsessed with it and i can definitely relate to it i don't like coaching i'm not passionate about coaching i absolutely freaking am obsessed with it and i have been for over a decade now
1: Wow. Okay. So that intentionality, kind of going all in, not being lukewarm about it. How then do you either self-coach or coach your clients, the high achievers that you work with, on not getting burnt out and being obsessed? How do you balance
0: that? Sure. So actually, um, any coach with any experience would tell you that the high achievers are actually the easiest people to work with. Right, because they're highly motivated. They, like I said, they have a vision of some sort. They know that there is something that they are passionate about, obsessed about. And because they're obsessed with it, it's like obsessing about a person. When you're obsessed about someone, right, someone that you date, you don't need to be motivated by any external forces to want to see them, right? If you're obsessed with a certain TV show, you don't need to put it in your in your schedule like oh I must make sure that I watch the next season when it comes out right. right. It comes naturally right. Yeah. So actually those high achievers, super high achievers, are the easiest ones to coach. And when they come to me, they come to me not because they need me to help them to stay motivated or or passionate slash obsessed about that thing that they do. It's more about you know one of the things they 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 they, they come to me for is to make sure that while they're working on building an empire of some sort, that it's not detrimental to other areas of their lives, right? Number one. Number two reason could be how to be as happy as possible while they're pursuing that passion of theirs, right? Because you can be obsessed about one thing, but it doesn't necessarily mean that your life as a whole will be as good as it can be, right? So that's where I come in to make sure that, while they're working on what they're working on, other areas of their lives are in line as well, and, and they're not sticking out in a negative way relative to that main thing that they are already focused on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We talk about it as the six pillars to, like you have your career, you have your health, you have your family, everything matters. And you probably know that, especially in the U.S. I'm not sure how the U.K. ranks. I don't. I don't think it's super high either. We really don't treat people as whole people. It's you know we're very career obsessed, especially sure. here in the U.S. Sure. Uh, would you say it's that way in the U.K. too?
0: I would say U.S. Uh, more so than U.K., um, but also within the. U- it's the same in the U.S. You know, when you say U.S. There's certain states when people are more career focused than other states. And certainly, um, I love UK as a whole, but I can't imagine living anywhere outside of London because London is where, where the magic happens, right? And sure enough, not only the most ambitious people from all over the country, but also from all over the Europe and the world come here because it's like one of those hubs where ambitious people come in to make a name for themselves, Right when I hear about someone saying, "Oh, there's this coach, he or she's killing it," I'm like, "Where are they based?" Oh, in Birmingham, I'm thinking straight away. It's like if they were so shit hot, as you say, they wouldn't be in Birmingham. There's nothing wrong with Birmingham. It's just like if you're really ambitious as an actor, for example, in the U.S., you're not gonna try to launch your acting career in in uh, Georgia, right, or Austin, Texas. You're obviously gonna go to L.A. and equally. For anyone based in the UK or Europe in general, if you really want to excel at something and if you really want to compete with the best people in your industry, London will definitely be be one of the places that you would consider as a place to go to.
1: Absolutely. So, how do you help those of us that are high achieving? want, like really passionate about whatever it is that we're into, Mm -hmm. how do we do that passionately? Like you said, I mean, we don't have to be reminded to work on it. We're like working on it. We, we are in the middle of the night, like, Oh, I have a great idea. We're excited about whatever it is we're creating. How do we then also balance the other areas of our life that maybe we're not as passionate about?
0: Sure. So, so I think I talk about it in my book, how there isn't a single person on the planet who is in my opinion who is hardworking in every aspect of the life and equally there isn't a single person who is lazy in every aspect of the life right i consider myself a hard-working person generally speaking and being polish i think it's like, uh, you know i have a genetical advantage to be like that right uh, the, the, the poles here in the uk at least have a reputation for being hardworking um but there's certain areas of my life i'm absolutely lazy in right and i I recognize that and if i can outsource those areas to other people i do it and i do it regularly there's certain things i'm completely not interested in such as fitness which unfortunately i can't outsource to other people if i could pay somebody to do the push-ups for me and for my chest to grow i would do that gladly but i haven't i haven't found that person yet right uh, so so it's one of those things i don't like fitness i find no joy in fitness but i do it anyway right so we want to be smarter than just thinking oh i would just do the things that i find to be easy and enjoyable and i'm gonna leave all the rest right like we want to be smarter than that and if we really want to and that's a personal choice right and i'm not imposing that on everybody but if somebody comes to me my assumption is that they come to me because there's, there's something lacking in the life. right? One of the first things that I do when I have the initial consultation with someone, when we get to know each other and explore the possibility of working together, I ask people to score themselves out of 10 on 25 different areas. And sure enough, nobody comes to me and score themselves 8, 9 or 10 on all of the 25 areas, because if that was the case, they wouldn't need me. right? Equally, nobody comes in and scores themselves at zero, one, or two on all of the areas because if that's the case, they probably need to shrink, right? And certainly (laughs) not someone like myself, uh, with my approach to coaching, right? Like that person would be too fragile, probably, to work with someone like myself, right? So typically, the people who come to me they score themselves anything between four and six. On the, on the general happiness score, like area, which is, which is the last one out of 25. And then usually those people are high achieving in terms of the career, in terms of the finances and all of that. So that's not something I necessarily help them with. That's not what they need from me. It's back to what I was saying before is how sometimes they have built that financial success, that professional success to the detriment of other areas and to answer your question after we identify which areas have suffered we as partners i see coaching relationship as a partnership as partners we figure out a way how we can bring those other areas to the same level of satisfaction that those people already experienced in the career and finance Mm
1: -hmm. i love that so where would somebody start let's say they are thinking, okay, all right, Michael, I'm, you know, maybe at least it's between a six and a nine in most areas, Mm -hmm. but there's this one area that I just can't crack. Maybe it's their finances. Maybe it's their health. If somebody is listening and you have a way that Michael and I can get better biceps by somebody else working out for us, please DM us because we'd like to know that. Please. I'll
0: pay you any (laughs) money. Yeah. I'll give you one of my kidneys. If you can, if you can just work out for me, for me for my muscle to grow as a result of it.
1: That's right. We're in, we're in. Please share it with both of us. Yeah. Well, what if they come to you and they are obsessed? They're they're so passionate about most areas and there's just one area and they can't understand if I'm so great, you know, why can't I have, for example, maybe a good marriage or a good health or good money when so, I'm so great in these other areas? What sure. would you say about that? So you see, the,
0: the things I say to my clients, who, by the way, most of them are more intelligent than me. So it's not like, they come to me, I'm this guru, and I say, oh, you're so lucky to have me now in your life because I am so smart. I know all the answers to all the questions, and you know, you just, you've just been blessed uh, you know, by being my presence, right? So most of my clients have higher IQ than me. Most of my clients have higher education than me, which is not hard given that I quit school at 17, right? Um, but what I have more than most people is so-called life intelligence. Right, And I bring that life intelligence, uh, quote unquote, life intelligence to the table. And what that allows me to do is to point out the most obvious things, but they're only obvious when they are already pointed out. Right. And because, like I said, my clients are very intelligent. It is very easy to work with them. And all you got to do sometimes say, listen, have you thought about that? I was like, let's say, let's use an example of uh Yes, I build this business. Yes, I have a relatively happy marriage, but my fitness is not where it should be. Very simple question I can ask. Why don't you hire a personal trainer and commit to it? Like I'm not gonna personal train, like that's the last thing I'm gonna do. Like I don't I wanna stay away from the gym, not to spend more time in the gym, right? But it's as simple as and it's not like you know, somebody on the outside listening is like. Why would anyone need to pay someone to tell them such an obvious thing, right? But it's not just it's not just as simple as saying, "Hey, why don't you get a personal trainer?" is then making sure that that person actually gets that personal trainer, mm-hmm. right? And I can recommend like if if they are London-based, I can recommend personal trainers. If they say, the, the, the finances are fine the health is fine but I've, you know i've been single for five years and 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 i don't want to be single because i want to get married have babies and, and and stuff okay how many dates have you been on over the last 12 months well three okay so that's where we're gonna start we're gonna we're gonna bump up those numbers right and then we discuss how we're gonna do it so again no rocket science, like, you know, how, how do you, how do you increase your chances of meeting the love of your life? Well, you go on more, on, on more first dates, right? Like you don't need to be an Einstein to figure this out. So, like I said before, sometimes is the most obvious things that are the most effective, right? So it's not just saying what those things are, but then because the coaching process, as the name suggests, it's a process, it's a program, I don't, I don't offer one of sessions, Right. We talk about different strategies that we can deploy. But then it's my job to make sure that my clients actually follow through on those strategies. And now because they pay for it. So arguably they could get the same advice from the friend If they have friends with a little bit of life experience, right? They could get the same advice from a friend. But they are much less likely to follow through on that advice because they never paid for that advice. That advice never came from someone that they see as a quote-unquote authority figure. And it certainly doesn't come from someone that they had to pay a lot of money to get that advice from. Mm -hmm. So actually, it works to my advantage that I don't just charge for my services. It works to my advantage that I charge a lot for my services. And And it's just as simple as that. The more we pay for the advice that we get, the more seriously we take it.
1: Yeah, it goes back to that accountability and building a council around you—people that are perhaps, like you said, even smarter than you in the areas you yeah. want to improve in—and having accountability, whatever that looks like. When yeah. you when you give money for something, you value it usually a lot more oh, than it's free.
0: And then, and then again, and then the the more you pay for something, the more you value it, right? You can get Toyota Prius, and you look after it. But now, imagine getting a Bentley what's the likelihood of you looking after your Bentley modern Toyota Prius, right? So, 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 you know, and also there is an element of the people who choose to work with me, I'm guessing they, I don't ask them, I just assume that they respect me. So if you respect someone, and if you are grown up, right, and only work with grown ups, I don't coach children, right? There's this element of, I don't want to show up for the next session. And, you know, this guy's obviously going to ask me, how did it go with that thing that you committed yourself to? And they don't I feel like an idiot by saying, oh, I haven't done it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's all those elements. It's the fact that they see me as authority figure, my clients. is the fact that they pay for it. So it's not a free advice given by a friend over a pint in a pub. And then on top of that, because there's that mutual respect we have for each other, right? They don't look like an idiot in front of me by not doing the, the, that thing that they said they're going to do. Plus, on top of it, they know that, because that's my coaching style, that if they're not going to do that thing they said they're going to do, I'm not just going to be like, okay, better luck next. I'm just going to kick the freaking ass, right? <laughs> not literally, right? Not literally. Of course. <laughs> uh, but, they, but, but they expect that from me, and rightly so. And interestingly enough, the fact that they expect that from me, it's enough. I, I don't remember last time I, I, well, I do actually, but it's very rare for me to go really hard on a client because if they expect for me to go really hard on them, if they don't do certain things in a certain way, that very expectation makes them do those things. So it's yeah. a very rare, it's a maybe once a year, twice a year occurrence where I have to go really hard on my clients. Right, and it's interesting that you know people pay for it, but people pay for personal training. And the personal trainers, if they're really good, they push them so hard. I've experienced that myself. Sometimes I'm like, I can't believe I'm paying for this. shit, I mean, this guy's are <laughs> 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 you know, like, most well, people. <laughs> So
1: I think if you're listening to it's understanding yourself, what type Mm. of accountability are you motivated by and finding somebody who can help hold you accountable, whether it's a coach, whether it's somebody who's an expert in whatever it is that you want to be a superstar in, who do you need to keep you accountable or how do you need it so that you can crush whatever it is you're looking for this year in 2022. Michael, how do we find out more about you? If you're watching visually, we have the website posted and uh let's tell the listeners if you're listening on the audio
0: yeah it's just my my name.com and and from from there you can connect with me through uh, all the social media platforms I'm on which is which is most of them I'm not a, I'm not as on snapchat because I'm not 13 years old but I'm on uh, most of the other social media platforms Facebook is the one I'm most active on uh, I'm a millennial uh, and uh yeah I'm, a, I'm I'm a Facebook generation Right, I know it's not cool because our parents are on Facebook these days, but it is still my favorite platform.
1: I love it. So if you're listening, it's michaelswera.com, so it's M I C H A E L S E R W A.com. Well Michael, we love to kind of ask a closing question and that is what does rise up for you mean to you?
0: Rise up for rise up uh, uh, um, for you means to to me means doing your very best at any time while simultaneously accepting the fact that sometimes your very best will not be that good and that's okay
1: mm.
0: so so doing your best and accepting the fact that we are imperfect and i'm you know i'm the first one to say like i have i've built a 10 out of 10 life for myself there's no question about it I'm a very happy person, but it doesn't mean that everything I touch turns into gold and I don't make mistakes and I don't say things I regret saying later on, right? But the intention is always there. So for me, rise up, do your best, but at the same time, and I always say that to people, go easy on yourself. Be kind to yourself. Don't expect to always perform at your best. It's okay to perform at the suboptimal level sometimes. It's okay to have a bad day You just want to think about one step at a time. You want to think about doing your best at all times and and being easy on yourself in the process.
1: Absolutely. That self-compassion coming in. Absolutely. I'm all about
0: self-compassion.
1: Yeah. I love that. Uh, Well, thank you for being on our show today. Fantastic.
0: Thanks for having me, Lauren.
1: Absolutely. I love that conversation. Accountability, being obsessed with something that really matters to you, looking at yourself as a whole person. Just fantastic. Well, here at Rise Up For You, if you are looking to get a little bit of extra confidence, I want you to download our free confidence kit, riseupforyou.com slash confidence. You will get six videos from myself and our CEO Netta and a workbook all for free. I'm Lauren Sweeney. It's been my pleasure to be your host today, and we'll see you on the next episode.